you could ever need, starting right now. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to The Water Break. My name is Cy. I'm here with McLean, Creed, and Will, and we're going to talk to you about five sports in five minutes. And I guess we'll start off with Will with hockey. Yeah, it's been a really interesting week in hockey. Uh, not one that I'm particularly happy with, though. Uh, the Canucks dropped to 6-11, and and believe it or not, we have three wins on the season uh, in 17 games played against teams that are not named the Ottawa Senators. So it's pretty miserable last couple of weeks. We're on a six-game losing streak right now. Uh, Pedersen's really just not been producing like he should, and our defense has not molded. And a lot of the players that we lost and did not re-sign last year is really starting to show. So I, the playoffs are looking more distant every day, and it's not good. To be honest, I thought we'd have quite an easy path to the playoffs, but I think goaltending and defense has certainly been an issue, uh, but our offensive production hasn't been great either. Over in the West, Golden Knights, Blues, and Avalanche are the 1, 2, and 3 teams. No surprise there. I think that's how everyone thought that would shape up. In the East, you have the Bruins and Flyers, and then the Caps, Islanders, and Penguins all behind. That's a pretty solid division. And then in Central, you have the Lightning winning with pretty much the best league in the or the best uh, record in the league at 9-2. and two. Anyways, on to McLean for football. Uh, yes, so football. Um, we're going to cover this more extensively later in the show, but every Seattle fan has been, you know, waiting uh, on bended knee to hear more news about Russell Wilson. There's been a little bit of smoke about him wanting out of Seattle, and um, it, it wouldn't really do it justice to cover it during this 5-on-5 five five segment, so we're going to cover it at more length later in the show. However, Seattle fans uh, of the Mariners should be delighted to hear that the Mariners added uh, closer Ken Giles to the to the roster. Uh, Giles is a Tommy John surgery um, recovering right now, and um, he's uh, not going to be able to pitch in 2021, but in 2022... Um, he could be an elite closer for this team. So the Mariners took a flyer on him being able to come back from his Tommy John surgery. And, you know, if the rebuild uh, happens as planned, um, not having to go and buy that lockdown closer in free agency like many MLB rebuilds do have to do. You know, think about your 2016 Cubs uh, going and getting our oldest Chapman from the Yankees. Um, 
this could be huge for the Mariners becoming a playoff contender, not in 2021, but in 2022. All right, now uh, over to Creed for soccer. Yeah, so in soccer, we had quite an interesting week, especially for Seattle. Um, So as everyone has uh, been learning recently is uh, Jordan Morris uh, went to Swansea City and this week he had his very first start for Swansea um, and against you know, no other team than Manchester City, the top team in all of Europe at this moment. Um, Swansea lost 3-1 to one to Manchester City on Wednesday. Um, and Jordan Morris played for the first 66 minutes, um, but was praised by the coach, uh, said that Jordan Morris had flashes of what he could do and that he was only going to grow and improve for Swansea, um, which is really great to hear as a Seattle fan, um, you know, seeing Jordan Morris go and thrive in Swansea City. Um, another thing is, uh, in the English Premier League, Manchester City is just expanding their lead on all the other teams around them. They are at 50 points, uh, in 22 games and the only team, once again, uh, undefeated in their last five. Manchester City has actually been undefeated since November, so that's a pretty amazing stat for you right there. Um, they destroyed this week, uh, Liverpool 4-1 to in a great game. I was able to catch the last half of it, um, scoring two goals off of goalie mistakes from Liverpool. Um, and then this week, we have a couple interesting games coming up. Man City Tottenham is one, and the next is Leicester City and Liverpool. And that game, Leicester City-Liverpool, is uh, the game for third place right now. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for soccer. Uh, on to Cypher Basketball. Yeah, so for basketball, we are about 26 games into the season, and the standings are looking very very interesting so right now the jazz have the number one seed and that, that's just crazy because they're above the lakers the clippers and the nuggets and um yeah that's pretty interesting and your trailblazers actually have the fifth seed which is awesome and yeah so that's going pretty interesting it's also bill russell's uh, 87th birthday and he was born in 1934 it's pretty crazy and yeah, so some of the scores for the games are uh, Miami, Breeze Pass, Houston, 101-94. to Boston totally demolished Toronto, 120-106. to Indianapolis also went past Detroit pretty easily, 111-95. to And Golden State did similar thing with Orlando, 111-105. to And finally, your Portland Trailblazers just snuck past the Philadelphia 76ers 118 to 114 and that's about it for NBA news oh, poor Detroit I would not want to be a Detroit sports fan right now I'd have to watch the Jared Goff Lions I'd have to watch a uh, Tigers franchise that you know doesn't really have any like named players outside of Matthew Boyd who by the way Mercer Island native if you guys are into that um, and then having to watch the Pistons and the Red Wings, that would just be painful to have to turn on the TV and see. Um, really makes you glad uh, to be a Seattle fan, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the whole Russell Wilson situation is not looking too great. Speaking uh, of, yeah, I was going to say. But hey, we're getting a hockey team. Yeah. Our, the Mariners team. are questionable, you know? The Mariners, they signed Ken, Ken Giles to the injured list. Yeah. The Sounders uh, are pretty decent, I think. I don't know a whole lot about that. Good. That's the a Sounders team. are insane. They've been getting to the finals a lot in all their last season. Okay. We have something to cheer for there. 
Okay, but like for sports teams. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> my point I think is, he's implying that soccer is not a sport, Creed. My point is, that is um, incorrect. <laughs> Dude, this so, is such a like long-lasting feud. So debate about whether or not soccer is a sport aside, y'all know I'll have that debate any day, but we really have to talk about Russell Wilson. Um, yep. Now, I've, I've, I, I always, I never really like it when teams trade their franchise guy, you know? It's, there just seems to be such a stigma around it, and it really uh, hurts the team, to and the, and the fan base especially. You know, coming off of a year without fans, Seattle really needs to turn the gate next season. The best way to do that is with Russell Wilson on the field. But, you know, looking at where the league is at right now, and with so much... Um, so with uh, the salary cap uh, getting lower and so much of the you know quarterback position in turmoil following the retirements of Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and the fact that you know the Bears seem to be done with Mitch Trubisky, Dak Prescott's still a free agent, it could be a pretty crazy QB market in the offseason. There's one, maybe two places that I could think Wilson could get traded that might make a little bit of sense for the Seahawks. All right, and I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna. That's that's my piece. Why don't you guys say? Um, I'll I'll tell you those landing spots after you guys say what you think about this saga. Yeah, right. honestly, for me, I mean, I would be really really sad to see Russell Wilson go because he's kind of been like the heart of the Seahawks team ever since the Legion of Boom kind of faded away. But he has been sacked 394 times, and I mean to put that into perspective, the most sacked QB in the league, Brett Favre. Um, got sacked 525 times his whole career. So, yeah, Russell Wilson is on track to surpass that. And, I mean, some of it has to do with his play style, right? He likes he likes to get out of the pocket. He likes to do different things. But I think uh, the likelihood of him leaving is pretty high if the Seahawks don't find some more offensive line protection for him. And we've seen, like, even in the Super Bowl, we saw Patrick what Patrick Mahomes looked like without a good offensive line. So I feel like if Russell Wilson gets that, like, nice offensive line like I hate to say it but the Cowboys have a pretty good offensive line like if he gets one of those he'd be really unstoppable I'm sorry did I just hear Cowboys and good offensive line in the same sentence I mean yeah they were hurt by injuries a lot last year but I think that if you totaled the sacks that the Cowboys QBs took last season I think it was more times than Wilson did and the only reason why they don't have an individual quarterback on top of their stats leaderboard is because their leader in games played Andy Dalton still only played eight games you know I don't know I don't know the numbers off the top of my head but I think if you compiled all the times that Ben DiNucci Garrett Gilbert Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton were dragged to the turf I think it's as more I think it's more than Wilson uh, maybe maybe somebody can Google that for me real quick. But I I don't think that the Cowboys make too much sense as a trade destination. Seattle is a team, if a deal for Wilson is going to happen, and this is obviously a very big if, I'd like to say on the radio, while it does make sense that with a lower salary cap he might get moved, I think that it's very unlikely that he will, you know? Like, uh, I think the chances that he's playing for a new team next season somewhere around one in 50 you know the media just needs a story to attach itself to and this is um you know this is this is the buzz of the week we'll have forgotten about this 
maybe who knows maybe even by the time that this like recording gets published to spotify um by the way listen to us on spotify if you don't already um but yeah i the uh the odds that wilson gets traded not good but if he does if he does seattle will need to trade him to a team that's one probably in the afc and two has a quarterback that would fit the seattle offense that uh shane waldron wants to run and could, uh, you know, help the team win now. Somebody who's ready to contribute now. So not a rookie, not a future draft pick, um, you know, not not a journeyman backup, but somebody that could get moved, be cheaper than Wilson by a lot, and um, allow Seattle the cap space that it needs to uh, keep its defense together. All right, and when I say that, I think there's only one, maybe two teams that fit those categories, and I think those two teams. Um, that's I'm gonna say the first one first, and it's the Miami Dolphins. This trade package makes sense because the Miami Dolphins have um, two first-round picks in this draft that they could send to Seattle, get them some draft capital. They've got a cheap quarterback under center in Tua Tagovailoa, um, who's still got some years left on that rookie deal and has flashed uh you know some potential remember this guy's one year removed from being everyone's projected number one overall pick and only slid to five because joe burrow came out of nowhere and turned in the most impressive quarterback season that i think i've ever seen in college football you know i a, a seahawks team with um Tua tango vailoa and those first round those two first round picks and maybe a second round pick plus a first round pick from next year three firsts a second and Tua for wilson makes a little bit of sense and maybe another player like a like a defensive player that miami could throw in um somebody along the lines of like noah egan Badenhey, that guy um to help round out seattle's secondary um there's still a pretty big hole in seattle at nickel corner if um if marquise blair can't come back and be the nickel that everyone hoped that he would be so that makes sense uh what do you guys think about that I think it's probable. Could you see maybe Howard going over there in a trade? Uh, no, he's too expensive. He got signed to a massive deal. I don't think Seattle... Act- I mean, he did just turn in an amazing season at cornerback, um, anchoring one of the league's best defenses. But I don't think that Miami would give him up. That makes sense, yeah. You know, the if, the reason that Seattle would trade Wilson if they do trade Wilson, which I'm saying I don't believe will happen... It will be to alleviate some of that stress on the salary cap, which is going to be lower next season. And adding on a guy like Xavier Howard, who's been signed for, you know, like, I believe he's getting like $13 million a season. That doesn't really help that much. You know, yeah, that's it's, true. The, the reason for a Wilson trade is to rebuild the team so that they can run the offense through DK Metcalf while he's on his rookie deal. Um, run a get a traditional totem quarterback to run with a traditional, um, you know, NFL great wide receiver. Um, not somebody like Wilson's number one receiver in years past, Doug Baldwin. Very unorthodox, you know, a small, shifty guy who can make every catch if you put the ball near him. Um, whereas Metcalf, more of the traditional, you know, Calvin Johnson style receiver who can run the NFL route tree to to perfection. Um, it's, you know, building a more traditional Shane Waldron, Jared Goff type offense would involve getting a quarterback that can, you know, play that position well. And Tua could be that guy. Um, but the other 
thing that Seattle would hope to get out of this trade is to get cheaper, like buy a lot. And um, adding, on, adding on the contract of Xavier and Howard wouldn't really do that. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. So another thing, um, while we're talking about players uh, moving into other teams, what do you guys think J.J. Watt is looking at uh, for this coming up season? Pittsburgh Steelers, Watt Brothers reunion. I'm calling I could it. definitely see that. I think that's on the top. Uh, do you think the cap will permit it? Do you think he'll sign for cheap or try to make know. money? I mean, he's like he is 31 years old. I he could sign a deal with a lot of incentives, or sign a deal with a like a big roster bonus to help Pittsburgh out with the cap. And of course, a lot of Pittsburgh cap problems do solve themselves if Ben Roethlisberger retires. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think, this is going to be a did lower cap makes free agency interesting this year. Do you think if if we see Big Ben stay for one more year, do you think uh, JJ will definitely try to come over there for a shot at the Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't know. Pittsburgh kind of collapsed down the stretch last season, but um, I'm not sure if even with um, even with Big Ben for another season, I'm not sure if I'd call them a Super Bowl team. They are in a conference with the Chiefs and Bills after all. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think a close second place landing spot would probably be the Cleveland Browns. Like those guys played really well in this year's playoffs. They almost knocked off the Chiefs, uh, albeit I mean they did injure Patrick Mahomes, but I think they played really well in that game. So, uh, that that might be a close second spot. And going back to what we were talking about with like the Cowboys' offensive line, so they have the pieces, but they just didn't play good this season, and they allowed forty four sacks. Whereas the Seahawks offensive line this season allowed 48 sacks. But the reason I say they have all the pieces is because in 2019, they cut that stat basically in half. They allowed 23 sacks. That's true, so, but but Zach yeah. Martin also did retire So yeah. in between that. Um, and they just played a whole season, um, you know, where they weren't very good. So I'm yeah. more inclined to believe the recent data. Uh, but yeah, 44 to 48. It was close. I was wrong about the stats. You can flame me for that. You know, call the station, get angry, do whatever you like. Um, but I was wrong, and I'll and I'll and I'll um I'll, I'll eat my L there. All right. Um, now after I uh, apologized for that, I think it's time for us to go to break. Uh, we'll be back very briefly on the water break. Thank you for listening on 88.9 The Bridge, and stay tuned for more music and conversation that spans generations. <laughs> Welcome back to the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. I'm McLean. I got Will, Creed, and Cy in the studio with me. We're virtual. This is a lie. I'm lying to you. But um, my point is, we're here to talk sports. Um, now, last time on the show, last segment, uh, we tossed around one Russell Wilson trade destination, and it was with the Miami Dolphins. Does anybody else, before I share the other, my other uh, Russell Wilson trade destination that kind of makes sense, do you guys want to um, share any of yours? Any any theories? All right. Go to this, the Colts. Oh. What I, about the Colts? Why, the Colts? I don't see uh, why right. you would go to the Colts. Well, they do have a good offensive line. I could see line. that. Yeah, they have an offensive line. They don't really have an amazing quarterback. And I mean, they're kind of going to need to they fill that position any this quarterback. year. They don't have so. a single and they don't have a their only uh, rostered quarterback for 2021 is Jacob Eason. And they're oh, certainly yeah. contenders. I could see that. Yeah. I was I actually thinking the New England Patriots. Hmm. 
as neither crazy those, as it sounds. No, neither no, no, of think those about really this. were the teams that I was thinking of, and I don't. I don't think either of those teams have the um, have the resources to trade for Russ. But I'll hear y'all out. I'll hear you. In twenty twenty one, the Patriots have the second lowest cap space in the entire league. They only spend like spent one point seven million dollars on a quarterback. So they certainly, I think, they have the room. Uh, but I feel like this would be a very Bill Belichick move to bring in a really, really solid quarterback and just see if he can work with that. Uh, I don't know if he'd fit into the scheme too well, but it just seems like something Belichick would do. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Wilson is not a very good scheme fit for the for the Pats. I'm going to start by saying that. Yeah. The, the Pats scheme is revolved around getting the ball out quick. You know, I'd say that the Pats... Um, they should be Jacoby Brissett or bust in the in the quarterback market this offseason. Um, get somebody who can get the ball out of his hands quick and make all the throws. You know, um, a guy who can run the Belichick offense. Um, and I think Jacoby Brissett is the only guy on the market who can do that, with a maybe possible exception if they can't go and get Brissett. I think their next best option might be Joe Flacco, as crazy as that sounds to say. Flacco is a free agent, has gotten the ball out quick in his in his past. He's been a good checkdown quarterback, and he's been able to you know succeed in 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 like cold weather temperatures. Like back when Baltimore was outdoors, he uh, played there. Um, and in New York, he was able to succeed in the relatively limited action he saw in their outdoor stadium. So he should be able to play in Boston just fine. But um, Patriots. I also don't think that they have really the resources to uh, to trade for for Wilson. I think to trade for Wilson, Seattle is going to need like a top ten pick in this draft, um, a s- couple of solid defensive players who could come on the cheap, or some middle round picks like third or fourth, maybe second round picks. Um, uh, you know the multiple first rounders and a quarterback that can help them win now. And the Patriots only have. They get thirteenth overall. Uh, they this coming draft, right? Thir- uh, I I don't I know if that would be 15, enough for Wilson. Actually. though. I think Is they're fifteen. Oh, okay. So it might have to be like three firsts and two seconds from the Patriots. Yeah, they would certainly need um, a lot more. Than plus, that. maybe if they dangle J.C. Jackson, I don't think that they should um, trade J.C. Jackson. I think he has the chance to be a franchise cornerstone but if they dangle jc jackson seattle might view him as worth a first round pick i don't know certainly yeah Yeah. it's it's tough to think about i i just really hope he doesn't go anywhere if we're being completely honest i love russell wilson he's such a great leader too that's one of the best things about him definitely now i want to i want to hear some arguments for the colts well for the colts i mean they just they're just a solid team they made it to the playoffs they played pretty well and i feel like i don't know they have the weapons they got michael pittman they got jonathan taylor some nice rookies they're gonna be around for a while and yeah i feel like even ty hilton i just it's just a solid pick for a team yeah it makes a ton of sense for russell wilson to go there if he were a free agent Um, And I think that the Colts should be where every, you know, quarterback who doesn't have a team should be looking to sign. I just don't think that they have enough to offer in a trade that could uh, satisfy Seattle without completely gutting their roster. I mean, maybe if they gave up like Quentin Nelson and two firsts for Wilson, Seattle might accept that. But let's face it, one, that's not happening. And two, that'll leave Indy in such a situation where Wilson might not want to be there any more than Seattle. You know, 
Um, the Colts do have a lot of cap space, but um, but they but that's about the only uh, box that they check for a Russell Wilson destination. You know that cap space should be used to go and get a guy in free agency to be their quarterback. You know, and their their answer yeah. they should go and get like Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody like him. Get somebody who can win, somebody who can not lose. Um, I was gonna say for the other Russell Wilson trade destination, and this one only kind of makes sense. Um, but it's the New York Jets, and I say this because the Jets have a lot of cap space, and they can offer. Um, they've got enough, you know, young talent and enough draft capital that they can offer enough to Seattle to make their pick, um, to, to, you know, make their contribution worth its while. You know, they could offer Sam Darnold in a trade and he's, he's on a first round pick contract, so he won't be completely free, but he should still be affordable and could allow Seattle the cap room they need to retain all of their defensive talent, plus possibly Chris Carson. Um, and they have two very high draft picks they pick um the jets pick at number two and they also pick at number 22 because of seattle's pick that they traded for jamal adams so that's what they have to offer and they could also offer uh mickey beckton who who's a tackle for them and he could slide right in at left tackle if Dwayne brown retires or slide in at right tackle and kick brandon shell into mike Eupati's guard spot so it's it's probable the Jets do have the draft capital. They could offer um, two first rounders for for Wilson. OK, but let's say one of these Wilson trades does go through. Who are, who do you think we would fill him with? Do you think we try and get a player from the Jets, the Colts or one of those teams? Or do you think we look for free agency or the draft for a quarterback? Yeah. I think that Seattle, if they are going to accept a trade for Wilson, they're either going to get their face of the franchise as part of the trade, and that's one of the reasons, or they're going to um, look to draft their guy with a, in the in the draft. They'll get a bridge and the draft pick that they use to draft their guy. Like if they uh, went and traded uh, with the Jets, they could go and sign somebody in free agency who can not lose them games for a season and let the defense. I think. If Carroll truly believes that uh, what he had last season on the defensive side of the ball for the last eight games, if that's sustainable, that's a league-winning defense every year. They allowed like 10 points a game over the last uh, eight games of the season. Um, and that included uh, the meltdown at Buffalo. Yeah. So I, I don't know. If, um, if Pete Carroll wants to go and get somebody, some quarterback, who, some one-read quarterback who can just feed the ball to DK Metcalf every play. He could totally go and do that. Andy Dalton's had tons of experience being carried by one great wide receiver. You know, I mean, he'd just make DK Metcalf his new AJ Green. Um, and he's a free agent. Um, he could also, um, you know, uh, trade with the Dolphins, get to a Tonga Vailoa and make him the new face of the franchise or trade with the Jets, get Sam Darnold, make him the new face of the franchise and draft uh, you know, some either trade down from two to get a whole bunch of picks or, um, you know, draft your world shattering athlete at two. Right. Yeah. 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 I would say, um, though, circling back to what you're saying about the Patriots, I think a good fit for them would be Mac Jones. Mac Jones, he was really good in the short and mid pass game. And he just kind of reminds me of Tom Brady, pretty unathletic. <laughs> yeah. 
he's a traditional yeah. NFL quarterback for certain. He's yeah. a he's a totem quarterback who can throw to his guy, hit his target without giving you any of the big plays. He'll he'll take all the all the easy ones. He yeah. doesn't seem like the kind of guy who makes a lot of mistakes, and he should be available at 15 if the Patriots feel like taking their shot there. Um, yeah, and he, he just sounds really similar to Tom Brady, so I feel like Belichick could do some stuff with him. Yeah, I'm going to remind you all that uh, the last quarterback that Bill Belichick drafted other um, than um, other than Jimmy Garoppolo is still on their roster. So it could be possible that Jared Stidham is the answer at quarterback for the 2021 Pats. You know, rolling with a guy in-house is very Belichickian of them. It's That's a word, by the way, I decided now, Belichickian. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm a radio guy. I can make up words whenever I want. What do you guys think the Colts will do? We talked about the Colts. You know, Assuming they don't trade for Wilson, how will they solve their quarterback quandary? I think they got assigned for possibly the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, one times Nickelodeon Most Valuable Player Award winner, uh, Money Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky is the answer. I think it's hmm. the only answer. This really? is totally serious. Yes, I completely mean this. Mm, I don't you know, know, I've heard colder takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like for the Colts, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers, didn't he say he wanted out of Green Bay? That's smoke. There's no fire there. There's no fire there. Yeah, yeah I just I don't feel like they have many good options. I mean, Jameis Winston is probably going to be taken over in New Orleans, but I guess he would probably make the most sense if he was available. It's what the Colts probably unlikely, need. though. What the Colts need is a guy who won't lose. The Colts have winners on their team. Their offense is filled to the brim with uh with skill position players, you know, good young talent, guys who can make their quarterback better. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers was able to turn in a career year with them last season. What they need is a guy who won't lose. And I think that the answer for that question is not going to come through free agency, but through the trade market with Marcus Mariota. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Bring Will loves Will good. loves Marcus Mariota cuz he's from Oregon. Good. But um but I'm telling you, Marcus Mariota really feels like he could be the answer and if not marcus mariota then uh probably tyrod taylor just one of those you know mobile quarterbacks who will keep drives sustained keep the offense on the field not turn the ball over and you know play solid clean mistake-free football even if he doesn't always give you the big plays um marcus mariota had one relief appearance with the raiders um against the chargers and he had a really nice game ran for almost 100 yards through for almost 300 um, it looked like a solid quarterback, looked like the quarterback that the Titans thought that they were getting when they picked him number two in the draft back in 2015. Um, and I think that Marcus Mariota for the Colts makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I feel like the most, like, the best option would have been Dak Prescott if he didn't get injured. If Dak Prescott didn't break his ankle, I feel like on the Colts that would be dangerous. If Dak didn't break his ankle, Jerry Jones would have extended him by now. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, he is a free agent, so if he wanted out of Dallas because he's not winning, I don't know. He is a free agent, um, and so he could go to a team with more cap space than Dallas. He could go to a team with a better offense than Dallas. I'd argue that the best destination for Dak Prescott is, as a matter of fact, the Washington football team. But uh, <laughs> that's a debate for later. 
I think um, this is going to be about it from us at the water break. Uh, thank you for listening to our ramblings and predictions of the offseason quarterback market. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. You can hear us on demand or all of our old episodes um, if you haven't already. Uh, follow us on Instagram at KMIH underscore the water break. And keep listening on 88.9 The Bridge for more music and conversation that spans generations. We're out. Have a great Friday.